Uh, we're going to bring in Ryan Phillips now. I got a chance to talk to him yesterday. Thanks to you, Mark, uh, alerting me to the story. Ryan, first of all, good morning and welcome to the opening kickoff here in Mobile, Alabama. How are you today? Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, well, you, okay. I want to set the scene before we get to the story. What is Tas- uh, Tuscaloosa Patch? Uh, we're a community news website, general interest, uh, you know, politics, crime, entertainment, business, things like that. Basically, like your yeah, your old school community newspaper. Um, been around for almost three years. It'll been launched three years in July. So, uh, like I said, just really excited to, uh, to be on here. All right. Are you affiliated with any newspaper? We're not. We're a national brand. We're in uh, roughly 1,400 markets across the country. All right. I've read the story that you posted on Tuscaloosa Patch. I want you to explain, before we get into details and ask you questions, what is your story based on? In terms of the, the evidence or well, sources, anything I, like I, that? Or? Did, you, did you have access to video? Did you have access to an investigator? What, what went into collaborating some of this, the things you pointed out in a very lengthy and a very detailed and a very compelling story? Okay, well, going back to the beginning, I've, I've been on this story since the morning of the shooting. I was there for the perp walk when they brought out uh, Darius and Michael Davis after they were arrested. Uh, followed it all the way through, you know, at Coach Oates' press conference, was at the preliminary hearing, uh, and really just written about it every step of the way. Uh, and in doing that, you develop relationships, you know, things like that with sources. Uh, and then the, the latest big break was actually getting to watch extensive video evidence, uh, you know, from security cameras uh, that captured the the events leading up to and including the shooting. Uh, so with that, along with, you know, having access to like court transcripts, things like that, it was actually a lot more simple than I expected to compile this timeline uh, because it is. It's a combination of what I can see with my eyes uh, along with, you know, the, what I did see is verified by other people, too, who are very close to this. Uh, and then having the benefit of having that full court transcript, because a lot of people that didn't realize that cameras weren't allowed in the courtroom, uh, recording devices weren't allowed in the courtroom during that almost three-hour preliminary hearing. So it is. I think that's kind of how the narrative might have gotten off on the wrong foot for a lot of folks, is because I mean, that was, was a lot of information to process when all you have are your eyes, your ears, and your notebook, right? Uh, so being able to some of the video was shown in court, uh, that should be worth noting, but not a lot of it. So you had, uh, Ryan, you had access to video that others haven't seen. Am I interpreting that correct? Uh, I'm assuming so. I don't know what, uh, you know, any other outlets have seen, haven't seen, uh, but I, I, I do. I, I feel like the, the video evidence really paints the clearest picture of kind of how everything went down that night. All right, I, I set the stage for you now. Uh, All right, so let, let's get to some of the specifics here because what basically what the video has shown you, without actually saying it, but it's pretty implied, is that these guys, these Alabama guys, Darius Miles and Michael Davis, were pretty much in, acting in self-defense and that Cedric Johnson, according to some muzzle flash you saw, was the first to, uh, to fire. Is that what you're kind of concluding at the end of this? And I really do. I think that so much of it, again, without saying definitively, because we don't know, uh, that I think all of it hinges now on who fired first. Yeah. And just based on the video evidence, you know, my personal view of it that was then interpreted by several other people, 
that 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 was very compelling. Again, it's not conclusive, but it is compelling. I I think people might lose sight of that Um, because I've said every step of the way, you know, going back to to January that, you know, anything that I write, all it's going to take is one piece of evidence to refute it. Um, But when you look at the entire timeline with this, you look at the progression of events, you look at the different contexts, like the fact that they haven't been able to serve Cedric Johnson a subpoena. He's the only witness that the prosecution has. Uh, as far as I can tell, at least that was, was named in court, you know, they can't find him to serve him on a subpoena to speak at the capital murder trial for the mother of his child. I, I do. I think a lot of things are just very, very odd when you when you consider what the, the, the sum of all its parts. Uh, especially like going back to, to how quickly things developed, how quickly the narrative developed around Darius and Mike with this case that, you know, they were charged with capital murder and trotted out for the TV cameras less than 24 hours after the shooting. Um, and I, 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 I never want to, I've been, I've said this on several shows already that I in no way want to disparage the work of the investigators, uh, the, the prosecution, they've all got jobs to do. I think that's very important. Um, but I, I, I do, I, I, after seeing what I've seen and then, contextualizing it with everything that came out in court, it it just seems like we're at a completely different place now than we were a couple months ago. Yeah, so I want to get into uh, I want to get into Cedric Johnson, and I also want to get into Culpepper. But let's get into Johnson first because I thought it was interesting that you pointed out in your report. So Johnson saying that basically what happened for those that aren't familiar with the story was. Uh, Davis was essentially hitting on Johnson's girl, right? Right in front of Johnson. That's basically, Johnson told him to move along. Now, according to Johnson, it was Davis that kind of got belligerent. But what I thought was interesting was that Asia Humphrey uh, was in the car and didn't hear any threat from Michael Davis um, directed at Harris. So, all of a sudden, I'm questioning now Cedric Johnson in in his narrative, for lack of a better term. And he was he was the the first person interviewed by police immediately after the shooting, uh, as far as we can tell. And it seems like they hinged a lot of of their initial narrative in you know finding probable cause to to charge both Darius and Mike with this case. That you look at that, and, and that I'm trying to think of like the best place to start with that because it is. Can you restate your question? I'm sorry. No, I just thought it was interesting that it was Cedric Johnson that has this narrative about how Michael Davis kind of got belligerent because, right. you know, he told him to move along. But but the only one that can really corroborate that for Cedric Johnson was Asia Humphrey, and it's being reported right. that Asia was like, I didn't hear any threat. Like So so automatically now, after reading your story, I'm questioning anything and everything Cedric Johnson says. Then there was the timeline about when he actually had his gun, and you kind of touched on that. And he got out of his car, and he was favoring his right hip, and he went over to see Green. Um, and so that that seems inaccurate from Cedric Johnson's standpoint. It just seems like after reading your your story that Cedric Johnson's full of uh, stuff at this point. And that, that's a, a good point bringing up uh, the, the clips that show him walking across the street visibly. He's got his right hand concealed. Um, yeah. Whereas he hadn't before. He's on video prior to that walking back to, to the car and has a bag of food in his hand. Uh, and it isn't 
you know, kind of favoring his right hip. But I think that's interesting when you look at because I, I put this in the story that it takes longer to read the story than yeah. the entire progression happened. Um, that when you see the Jeep on Grace Street when it pulls in behind Brandon Miller's car. Uh, and then Michael Davis runs up almost immediately to the driver's side. The, the gun, the gunfire starts right there. Uh, you know, and it's worth noting that, that Michael Davis got hit twice before he fired the shot. That seems to have been the one that, that killed Jimmy Harris. Um, so, uh, again, it's not conclusive, but it is compelling. Um, I, and then when we're tra- I'm sorry, I didn't mean sorry. to. I, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. No, go ahead. But go I, ahead. I think to that point, though, and and I thought it was it it was interesting that you brought up. So it was a wild night on the strip, anyway, because there was another fight that took place among a bunch of women. But as you're reporting, based on what you saw, guys like Miles and Davis, and I think even Brandon Miller. Correct me if I'm wrong. Even tried to de-escalate that situation. I only bring that up because they were clearly in a mindset where they weren't looking to get into any type of uh, skirmish or altercation is that accurate is that a fair assessment uh and yeah you never see brandon get out of the car during all the the fighting between the women near cvs but it is it was a fight that involved uh, darius's girlfriend scholar uh you can clearly see her on the video that's why i thought it was really important to mention like her white boots because yeah. it's so easy to spot you know uh because it, it's nighttime you can't see faces or anything like that but you can see clothes um so you can see them trying to, to break that fight up, get everybody to, you know, kind of disperse. And then it's like at that time, you know, all, all in a matter of a, a, a couple of minutes, you see that Jeep circling. And then it pulls in, you know, one of the the pieces of video evidence that was so startling to me was when the Jeep pulls up, right before the shooting, when the Jeep pulls up to the yield sign at Grace Street. And you can see, like, they would have had Michael Davis in immediate eye shot, you know, as soon as they pulled up. But he's walking the opposite direction, and they kill their lights. Yeah. So uh, right there, that that's, you know, I, to me, it just seemed very eerie when you stack it up with their story was, oh, that when we were lost, we were trying to to find a way to get out of town. Yet you have a University of Alabama student in the car. You have GPS on your phone. Um. You know, and it's it it, it just doesn't check out. I, I hate to, because that is that's pure speculation on my part. It's for a jury to decide, but right. it it just does not check out with the narrative that we were we're led to believe. Especially, you know, again reiterating that no one has been able to track down Cedric in any of this to get him to testify. So, so why and can't he, he shot? He shot somebody twice, right? You know, but he hasn't been charged. Um, I, I do. I think that's. That's odd, or not charged, but hasn't had to testify in court. So why can't uh, so they find him? Think, yeah, that's odd. Why can't they find this guy? Uh, from everything I can gather, I uh, talked to uh, one of the people who has tried to serve him on subpoenas. They have just had a very hard time finding him. Yeah, the other guy mentioned in the story, uh, Shabante Green, yeah. they were able to serve him on a subpoena, but, I, I mean, I was in court when they, they called him to testify, and he was nowhere to be found. Um, yeah, he just didn't show up. So, okay. So, Ryan Phillips, Tuscaloosa Patch, joining us here on WNSP. All right, let's get to Culpepper because Culpepper seems to be based all his, I don't want to say conclusions, but based all his, his, his investigation on just Johnson's testimony. 
Uh, he couldn't think of the other guy's name in the passenger seat of Brandon Miller's car, which I thought was an interesting detail he couldn't remember. Um, and then he kind of downplayed the idea that uh, the gun was being passed from Harris to Johnson, right? Didn't he the one that said it, it could have been as like it could have been food for? Uh, I mean, he just they're just. It seems like if you're investigating, you would want to get a little bit more. Uh, balanced and well-rounded like talk to more people it just seems odd that he talked to the one guy that officials can't seem to subpoena well and again just to, to reiterate uh those investigators have a job to do uh, i said this on a radio show the other day my dad actually worked in the same homicide unit i was the commander of it for a while uh, so I, I really have an intimate knowledge of what these guys go through uh so again i in no way want to to say anything ill of of investigator Culpepper for doing his job. 